primarily cash flow, right? Our expertise is short-term rentals. And yeah. I mean, we you know we wrote a book about midterm, but those kind of to introduce midterm to everybody, which, mm-hmm. you know, I think everybody's got it now. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in and thank you for being awesome and being a longtime listener. I hear lots of messages about how the podcast has helped and this is why I do what I do. So thank you for reaching out. Today's guest is Mark and Kirsten Crick. They wrote a wonderful book about short-term, mid-term rentals, their Airbnb struggles in the beginning and how they overcame them and what they are doing today uh, and their story along the way. So uh, it is uh, is really inspiring. He um, brought the book to me to read and I ended up reading it on vacation while I was in Mexico. I actually was on vacation for about a month and a half. It was probably it was definitely the longest vacation um, that I've ever taken. I used to, when I used to work a full-time job, I was only, you know, able to take a week at a time. And now that I'm not working anymore, um, as you guys know, I like to spend the summer at the cottage, but uh, this was really the first time that we went away for so long uh, in January, December, November. I don't know. We left for a week. We came back for a little bit. Then we left for like two, three weeks. We came back for four days and we left for another week. It was nice checking mail in between and everything. So, uh, you know, this is why we do what we do for the lifestyle. Speaking of lifestyle, Inspire Beach Resorts, the all adults only resort that I've been building with Harry, James and Joe Ferrara is now taking bookings if you are thinking of, for example, doing a client appreciation events or a bachelorette party or even a team building retreat, or you want to come to one of our yoga and wine retreats uh, or investor weekends, like we've got a lot of stuff on the go. Uh, it is fun. It is my passion project. And so guys, check out Inspire Beach Resort. We do have Instagram for it. We have a um, website as well. If you wanted to come and uh, spend a couple nights and try out one of the cabins, uh, it is going to be uh, an amazing project. It is already an amazing project and it's really come together. So uh, check that out. And also midterm rental properties. If you are thinking of pivoting and looking to list your home or your properties on the midterm market, reach out to us as well at midtermrentalproperties.com. On that note, before we do get to the podcast, let's hear from Dahlia Barsoom at Streetwise Mortgages. Dahlia, over to you. Hi, I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages. Today, I would like to share with you a lender update that you will benefit from as a real estate investor, especially during these times where interest rates are higher. HSBC is one of Canada's largest banks and is now a player in the mortgage broker channel and is an available lender to a few select brokers, including streetwise mortgages. As a lender, HSBC is worth taking note of as a real estate investor for many reasons. Number one, they are investor friendly. They actually offer rentals in a holding company and the new lines of credits on rental properties. Number two, they are okay with investors who have larger portfolios up to 12 properties, and they will finance up to five properties for you. Number three, 
they use what's called an 80% rental outback, meaning they will take 80% of the rental income on your rental properties and add it as income on your mortgage application. This obviously helps your deal from a number standpoint and helps with qualification. Several lenders on the street today take 50% of the rental income. So HSBC takes 80%. Number four, if you have a secured line of credit with another financial institution, they will only factor the balance on that line of credit and not the limit. This is actually a big one. Several lenders on the street um, will take the line of credit limit. Let's say you have a line of credit for $200,000, a secured line of credit, and you only used $50,000 of that secured line of credit. Some lenders on the street will assume that you have used that entire $200,000 and they will factor a payment at higher rates and shorter amortizations to account for on the mortgage application where HSBC will only take into consideration what you have actually used. This is a big one as it can quickly eat into the numbers on a mortgage application. Number five, HFPC is known to be one of the lowest rate players on the market. They are offering great rates on both primary residences and rental properties. So depending on the rate you currently have, this can lower your monthly payment and can also save you on your annual interest payments. And lastly, HFPC's variable rate product is a product where your monthly payment stays stable. It stays fixed as prime changes. And when prime goes up, more of that payment goes towards interest versus principal where the payment stays stable. So this will give you that peace of mind that your payment will stay stable for quite some time. And if prime goes down, in 2024, which is what the market foresees happening in 2024, you will benefit from the rate reductions at that point. Right now, HSBC is also offering a cash back bonus up to $5,000 for clients who are looking to switch their mortgages from other financial institutions, whether it's a rental property or a primary residence. As long as the mortgage application goes into the system, by February 24 of 2023, and the deal closes within 120 days. So if you're looking to explore better options, better rate options to save or to reduce cash flow pressures, whether it's on your primary residence or a rental, uh, and you're looking to position yourselves to benefit from future rate reductions, but also have that peace of mind that your payments are not going to go up, then HSBC may be a great option for you right now. In order to explore this option and to discuss the suitability, uh, book a short discovery call with one of our senior advisors at Streetwise Mortgages by emailing us at info at streetwisemortgages.com or go to our website at streetwisemortgages.com and contact us. Thanks, Dahlia. That was awesome, guys. Reach out to Streetwise if you have any questions. And don't forget to message me if you have any questions or you need anything yourselves. 
or, you know, you want to chat. Uh, Instagram is obviously a great way to do it when my account is not hacked. Um, thank you to Imran, who's saved me many, many times. A wonderful podcast listener who also works at Facebook, which helps. Uh, and uh, that helped me restore my account the last few times. But anyways, on that note, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget, you know, you can pivot your rental strategy just like you can pivot your real estate investing strategy. So if you want to go from long term to short term or short term to midterm or anything in between, there are ways to do that. And there's ways that you can have a little bit more control and also along the way, bring a little bit more cash flow because all the rates are obviously a lot higher than they used to be. Inflation is a lot higher. And it's about pivoting, right? Um, so I hope you guys enjoy today's podcast. Until next week, see you soon. Mark, Kirsten, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you very much for Thanks. doing well. Thanks for having us. Good. Well, thank you. I'm excited to uh, to be interviewing the both of you today. I uh, was just saying before the podcast started, I led uh, my last vacation to Mexico. I've been off for probably a month and a bit. Um, I was reading your wonderful book, You, Me, and Airbnb, and it was awesome. So uh, thank you for writing it. I know there's a lot of work and effort that comes to it, but uh, first and foremost, welcome. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us on. Awesome. So before we get into the book, um, let's hear your story uh, and uh, how you got into real estate investing. (laughs) For sure. It was an accident, mostly. (laughs) Uh, Well, we we first started... Uh, buying our family home together when we were first engaged about 10 years ago. Um, that's what every married couple does, right? Or newly married couple. Maybe not nowadays, but 10 years ago, that was certainly the norm that you buy your first home together. And that's what we did. And while we were doing that, Mark had said right from the beginning, I need to have a basement apartment. I had my own criteria. The only criteria he had, we need to be able to rent out the basement. Um, so really house hacking. Um, Mm -hmm. before that was a thing Um, so we did that for for a couple of years we had some long-term tenants in there things were good and bad we had one lousy tenant who gave us a lot of trouble wasn't paying his rent when he did finally leave he left a whole bunch of garbage behind Um, then we had a great tenant um, who paid his rent on time all the time was very neat quiet he he left um, because he was buying his own home And around that time, we had gone on holidays as a family. So with a couple of kids, I think we did a trip to Washington, Mm -hmm. D.C. first and flew out to Washington State. Um, So we were doing a bit of driving and flying. And Mark's like, well, Mark loves to plan trips. So when he plans trips, he's got every every detail there. And he makes copies in triplicate. Oh, my God. (laughs) People like me that plan nothing love people like you because like then we're not missing anything but yeah yeah, that's awesome on the itinerary was all these places that we were going to stay at at airbnbs and that was the first time i've ever really heard of it and okay let's give it a try and it was great um especially traveling with a family to have everyone has their own bedroom you have a kitchen you have a place for the kids to hang out sometimes even a backyard um, so ever since then, every time we've gone somewhere, it's always we've stayed at Airbnbs. Um, and then so our basement was now up again for rent. And Mark's after we come back from the trip, he's like, I think we should put our air, our basement on Airbnb. I thought he was insane. Um, I'm like, who's going to come to Hamilton? <laughs> uh, well, it's not really a tourist destination. What about the off season? Um, he's like, just give it a ch- 
a chance. I'm like, okay, we'll give it a chance. I just, I want to be able to make the same same amount of money we did with the long-term rent. Um, so we we started and I mean, it far, uh, it performed way better than we thought it ever would. And that Wait, was sorry, what year, what year was that in? I want to say 2015. Yeah, like 14 that. or 15. Uh, okay. So when there is still like, it wasn't, I mean, not that it is necessarily today. I think there's still some upside. But back then, it was still newer in the sense yeah. that not overly saturated with everybody uh, yeah. getting into the market, right? So, mm-hmm. so you started that with the basement, and then you know, and then and then how did it go from there? Yeah, so we're running this Airbnb out of our basement and learning a lot while we did it. I mean, we knew nothing about it, um, and you just learn as you go, make mistakes, and kind of figure things out. And uh, Mark's. Maybe a couple of years into it, Mark's like, let's buy another house. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can get behind that, buy another house uh, similar to this one, the one that we're in now, three-bedroom bungalow in Hamilton in a nice little neighborhood. Um, but I said, I don't want to Airbnb it. It's just too much work. I'm so stressed. <laughs> just with one that's in my home, um, there's laundry, 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 clean, clean, clean. And he's like, no worries. Well, it's just long-term rent it. I was lying. Well, we never long-term rented it at all. We we did the short-term rent right off the bat. Uh, we duplexed it, so we, we rented at the top and the bottom separately. Um, and so we were doing that for a couple of years, too. And now I was really, like, overwhelmed with laundry and cleaning. Because right. um, you, you were not delegating that. So you were doing the cleaning yourself, the laundry at first, yourself. Okay. It didn't take long. I think maybe a month into it, I was like, this is not happening. Um, it's a lot so of it's a lot of laundry yeah. like as oh, it yeah. moves over especially for the short term yeah so that's when i started looking into hiring cleaners um mm-hmm. and i was still doing laundry at that point even though i had cleaners come in they would just leave the laundry for me and because yeah, they, they many of them want to come in and out yeah. or yeah. like the ones that you know the ones that are in pairs anyways they're not going to yeah sit and twirl their thumbs after everything's clean just yeah to laundry. i mean there's so dry there's solutions to it of course and, yeah. and many cleaners now just take the laundry off site and clean it and you know yeah. like do the swap but i guess back then you guys were you were still yeah moving. still trying to figure it out and then uh right before the whole pandemic hit we had a family um contact us they were moving out of hamilton to australia they had sold their house they had mm-hmm. sold all their possessions and they just needed a place to stay while they're just getting things fi- finalized to make the move and they said well maybe we'll be in there for a month or two or three like that sounds perfect for us that means less laundry for me less cleaning i love it well then the pandemic hit they ended up staying for nine months mm-hmm. um but that whole time we were we were fine we had our place uh rented out um and and same with the basement. So that was the upstairs. The same with the basement. We rented out for longer stays for months at a time. Um, so while all of our Airbnb reservations were canceling right, left, right, and center, we still had these midterm stays. We didn't call it midterm then. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just something that we're like, oh, this kind of works for us. This is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. A little bit less work for me. Um, so that's kind of how we stumbled on that. Yeah, we we, we thought we invented the, the term midterm until <laughs> I heard somebody else use it. I'm like, wait, a, where do they get that from? But I guess it's not much of a stretch, right? But short we term mid, I mean, I think a lot of people used to call it like corporate stays, executive yes. stays, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And then, but it just makes it's logic, right? Short, mid, 
long yeah. I don't know <laughs> that's the, <laughs> to me it makes sense so it also would be called but I think but I think sometimes when you call it corporate or executive they think oh well I'm in between houses or I'm doing renos I'm not a corporate you know quote unquote it's just, essentially it's the same thing yeah so during that so the backdrop of all this of course is we mm-hmm. have four young children at home they're all under the age of eight um so they were coming as we were doing this right as we mm-hmm. were on our journey um, I started a business and then eventually Kirsten uh, stayed home. She was a nurse. And then um, I think by the third one, mm-hmm. like, okay, you're, you're staying home now. So um, yeah, it was great. We're self-employed. Um, and yeah, we, you know, we structured our, our income to not pay taxes. But then of course, when we're trying to buy more houses, mm-hmm. like roadblock, right? So yeah. we were yeah. able to, um, to leverage some equity by another pre-construction uh, a condo, which I'm um, still waiting for. And I'm glad it was a long wait, actually, the way things are going right now. That's true. Um, but then we're kind of like, you know, we, we can't qualify for anything else. And I'm not not crazy with joint ventures. And uh, maybe I just haven't met the right person. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, so we ended up actually selling that other uh, that duplex in Hamilton mm-hmm. uh, this year. And um yeah, we're we're going to the states for uh, short-term rentals. So wow, okay. So you're getting out of Ontario altogether. It is I'm interesting. Like <laughs> that yeah, the con the condo where we you know we'll keep. I think mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be a nice short-term rental in Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, like maybe we'll come back. I don't know. the The trade-off will be equity versus cash flow. Yeah, or, you know, right now. Um, we, you know, we're after the cash flow. So. And probably also versus bylaws. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> just yes. going to put it out there because I, I think it's coming. So my prediction is in the next couple of years across all of Ontario, pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Minus maybe the cottage area or whatnot. But I can, I can see a lot of like London just adopted the bylaws. Hamilton is like literally putting into effect. I think June 1st, it's going mm-hmm. to yeah. happen as well. Uh, and so forth. So I think I think the midterm is going to be a great pivot. Is that going to be saturated in some markets? I don't know. I guess we'll we'll have to find out and we'll have to see. But it is interesting that you are now going into the U.S. because I, I hear that a lot of people um, as the, you know, it's political, right? As, as more rules and restrictions are put on investors, I mean, they're going to find a way to make it work or they're just going to take their money and go elsewhere. And unfortunately, that's probably what I'm seeing more and more happen these days. Uh, and it's not, it's becoming less and less enticing to be a full-time long-term landlord mm-hmm. with all the rules and the regulations and, and all that kind of stuff. So have you ever considered long-term or was it just always short-term? No, we haven't really. No, really? We, you know, we, we did some, and so we have a property management company that's, that's what we do. And we manage some short-term rentals. We manage some long-term, um, and I'm just not crazy about long-term rentals. You know, if you get the, you do the legwork and you, you try to get the right tenants and mm-hmm. generally we do, and that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of work uh, for us, you know, other than the, ins- you know, quarterly inspections. Um, but if I was the homeowner, like, especially in this, um, in this market, way prices are like, you just, it's so hard to cash flow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if, to me, you know, when we're talking to investors, like we always want to make sure they can cash flow. Um I know equity is great, but you don't like look at right now, right? There's people who are, are negative equity probably. So at least if you're cash flowing, that makes up for, uh, for some of that. So, yeah. Yeah. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. 
Hey, just want to take a quick moment and introduce you to one of my go-to realtors, Jamil Rahimtula, who brings with him 15 plus years of experience as a real estate investor, as well as has a background in renovations and property management. He's found my last handful of deals for myself and also for my students and uh, is great at negotiations as well. But it is important that when you are picking a realtor that they are investors themselves, understand the investment game and have worked with many investors um, because they're going to be able to bring a team. They're going to be able to bring a team of solid trades and everything else that you need so that you can get into investing and continue your investing game a lot smoother. So in order to reach out to Jamil, you can call or text him. His number is 416-275-7819. Again, it's 416-275-7819 or his website, Jamil Rahimtula. Dot com. Now back to the show. And I think that's why a lot of people are going short-term, midterm, right? Is because mm-hmm. now they're trying to find a way to cash flow to offset yeah. some of the interest rate increases. And I don't think we're quite done yet, uh, but we're quite high in that, you know, to, to investors, it's one thing, but to homeowners that are like stretched thin, I just don't understand. Like, it's going to be interesting, probably not in a great way to just see what the next, you know, few months are going to look like. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for people that have the cash to be able to go and, and make decisions and, and uh, you know, buy strategically. But I think a lot of people are stretched to their limit. So I think we're going to start seeing, uh, you know, some some flash sales and some more mm-hmm. negotiation ability between buyers and sellers. Um, so so why the U.S. though? Like, why are you guys going uh, to the U.S. now? Pri- primarily cash flow, right? Our expertise is short-term rentals. And I yeah. mean, we you know we wrote a book about midterm, but those kind of to introduce midterm to everybody, which, mm-hmm. you know, I think everybody's got it now. Mm-hmm. But a lot of investors, short-term investors get it, but there's so many people we talk to who still really don't know about short-term, let alone midterm. So there's still, and especially, you know, for our, our audience, rookie investors, people just getting into it. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a nice introduction, but to go back to the question, uh, it's, it's cash flow, right? Mm-hmm. Airbnb cash flow mm-hmm. in the States. It is a more mature market. So you'd think that cash flow might be less, but uh, every every model I've run, everything I've looked at, it's not. Like depending on the market, right? You still have to be smart about it. Yeah. But where we're looking, we're looking at, um, uh, well, okay, we're looking at Tennessee. I think I can say that without like giving away our our market, our target <laughs> market. Um, but Tennessee is, you know, one of the lower income um, states in the U.S., and house prices kind of match, right? We're not mm-hmm. looking in like Nashville. Prices are a little bit right, higher right. there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, some different areas. Um, and yeah, we did the math. And I was just like looking at the cash flow we could get out of our place in Hamilton versus um, the uh, versus something similar in the States. And it was probably three to four times the cash flow. And, you know, we'll see. We actually have to go do it. Yeah. We're going to manage it remotely. So we'll see what actually happens. And then, and then you can write a book about it. How you how to go and and do short term you know being Canadians going into the U S. But are uh, you uh, are you focusing on midterm there too? Because I think it's it's actually quite a bit of a different market. With uh, there's a, like what we don't have here that they have there is all of the contracts. Well, you would know Kirsten with the traveling nurses uh, and like Furnished Finders is a big site online. Yeah. It's the U.S. only for healthcare professionals and traveling nurses. And we don't have any of that, uh, yeah. unfortunately, in Canada. It just doesn't work the same. But is that going to be part of your strategy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So the area we're looking has a particular economic development that really lends itself towards the midterm model. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I started out thinking short term, but we'll probably at the very least do a, do a hybrid combo. model. Yeah. But, a combo, um, a combo is probably the way to go because you can yeah. never really line up everything. Yeah. You might have like two, three weeks in between that you want to fill. That's what we do now is the combo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always, yeah. Short term for infills, or at least we have in the Hamilton area for our clients. Um, that looks like that's, uh, that's going to be, uh, that's going to go away, but. But talking about strategies too, one, one of the things we look at as well when we're, you know, evaluating a place is will it work as a long-term rental? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if short-term uh, regulations change or the economy changes, do I have a fallback? So that that's also a consideration right. where we're looking. Can I want, you know, is there a rentals in the area? Are there, is there a market in the area for long-term rentals? So a market is definitely one thing, and I do agree for long-term but also the landlord and tenant rules and regulations are also very mm-hmm. important, right? Because when I, so, you know, like we're well connected, the investor industry is, is you know, fairly small in terms of, you know, we probably all are a degree or two of separation from each other if you think about it. But a lot of people we speak to in Ontario that are doing short term are going to not want to go to long term because of these bylaws. Absolutely. They're probably just going to sell and they're going to take their money. They're going to go elsewhere. Or they're going to find a way to pivot. But because of the rules and regulations, it pushes a lot of people either out of those markets. Um, you know, so so I'm like, I have no idea what Tennessee looks like in terms of rules, but like, are they more like centered, balanced? Yeah, no, it's very investor friendly. And that was one of the criteria as well. Like there's, there was a lot of criteria, but we kind of, we started out looking at Florida. I'm like, that's been done. It's very saturated. Uh, went into Texas, um, looked at a few markets there, and then I was like, just because of the, uh, it's it's got huge interstate migration, mm-hmm. right? especially from California and some of the blue states. Um, and then I'm like, well, okay, Tennessee's kind of a tertiary market. Um, they should be getting overflow from from Texas, and we're seeing some of that and some of the some of the migration numbers. Um, so there's it's kind of at the bottom of the curve, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So we're hoping, we're not counting on it, but we're hoping for some equity increase over the years um, and then also the cash flow. And yeah, so if we need it to go long-term, um, the rules are very friendly in Tennessee for investors. You can, uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay, amazing. So so let's go back to, you know, your experience with short-term rentals, mid-term rentals. Like what are some challenges, you know, that you face that maybe you can share with the investors listening to this that you know, may help them not face the same challenges or be able to pivot through them a, a little bit easier? Well, I, I mentioned one of them already is the cleaning and the laundry. That's still an ongoing um, issue that I have. Um, just finding good cleaners. So trying to educate cleaners that mm-hmm. the whole place needs to be clean. So you can't leave one room for the next time, for instance, like you would have with your typical cleaners if you hired like Molly Maid, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be perfectly clean every time, um, but with an Airbnb, it does. Everything has to be clean, and sometimes within a pretty short time frame. So I've I've learned to give myself a little bit of time or give my cleaners time. I'll block some dates off uh, before and after each reservation. And then coming up with a, a plan or a system for laundry, um, having like double, triple uh, sets of everything, doing laundry off-site is another one. Um so I do kind of a hybrid mix with that. Some of my cleaners will take the laundry off-site and clean it. Some of it, sometimes they'll clean it on-site. So I try to make sure that every place has a washer and dryer. Okay. Um, that seems to work. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, there was a lot of hiccups on the way. Um, and then the cleaning fee, right? There, that's going to cost money. And some of the investors or some of our clients are like, "Oh, why is it costing so much money to clean?" Well, it it just does. Um, <laughs> Everything maybe, costs so much more money today, though. Look at inflation. Yeah, I mean, look at like lettuce. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, if you if you got somebody coming in to clean a whole house, top to bottom, every single bed has to be washed, right? Every every sheet, yeah. every pillowcase, towels, like that takes time. It's a and different level life. of cleaning. And they also yeah. have to make sure that they're replenishing for the next yeah. guest, right? Yeah. And so that's also something to consider. The laundry yeah. piece and you've got the garbage situation. Are they yes. using it? Like that's a whole thing on its own. Do they? Do you have to have a separate person? Yeah. For that? Like how are you guys handling that? Um, I kind of ask my cleaners to do that. They're they're my eyes and ears. So I'll, I'll ask them, okay, so you need to tell me when things need replacing. Mm-hmm. You need to tell me if things are not working or broken. Yeah. They get pretty good at that. Yeah. I mean, really, they're not cleaners, right? They're turnover specialists, yeah. which mm. maybe sounds a little overdone. But if you're doing short-term rentals as a business, like, that's what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like even in, in the book, we kind of hammer on the cleaning thing. Um, that's like the number one issue. And if you look at, like, if you want to get good reviews, look at reviews. What is always the biggest pain point? It's cleaning. Mm-hmm. So you can have a lousy place and if it's clean, you'll, you probably will do okay. And even when we started our little pokey basement apartment with like a terrible futon and, you know, it was easier back then 10 years ago to, to have a lousy place. You just needed a bed and people would come, but um, it was always clean. Right. And as the, mm-hmm. as the years progressed, it still was never like super like a luxury mm-hmm. place, but it was always sparkling clean. We always got those reviews and that's nothing to do with me. That was Kirsten, but um, like they, we're Sorry. talking to people. We always just stress like that's your it's really your number one thing. Like I know there's mm-hmm. so much else that goes into real estate. Yeah. Um, but if you're doing short term rentals, it's got to be clean. If you can't do that, don't bother because you're not going to make it. Yeah, I know for sure. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, are you looking for a reliable contractor for your next Burr multifamily conversion or flip project? Somebody who understands how to work with investors and also real estate investing itself. I've personally partnered with Lee Polak from Wise Construction. We're actively doing many projects together in Hamilton and Wellen. So things like smaller three and four unit conversions and also some larger buildings where we're converting some large empty commercial spaces into residential units. And it's always been important to meet a partner and hire a contractor who does not only high quality work, but is on time and on budget. And it's also a huge bonus that they have their own in-house trades employees and a warehouse full of building materials so that they can avoid the many labor and material shortages that we hear about often these days. A good project done on time, on budget, and with high quality work will be key to the success of your Burr multifamily conversion or flip projects. So to connect with Lee from Wise Construction, text or phone him at 416-525-5951. Again, that is 416-525-5951. And now back to the show. Can I ask like, you know, especially now, like are you still, are you just advertising on Airbnb? Are you going to different platforms or different methods or like where are you predominantly still getting guests from? Yeah, so that, Go for it. <laughs> That's probably the number two challenge, I think, that we talk to people about now and that we have as well is, uh, is yeah, what do you depend on Airbnb? Like, you can't ignore Airbnb. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the biggest OTA uh, online travel agency out there. And right. 
you know, there, it will probably continue to be so for a while. We're aware that, you know, maybe Google could step into it and, uh, and change mm -hmm. the game overnight. I don't think so, but it's a possibility. So, um, yeah, there's, there's booking.com and VRBO, like in Canada, we're kind of limited to those three, right? The other option is direct booking. So we've spent a lot of time working on direct booking options, right? And we've, we've got a good network in Hamilton. So that's always been good for us. Mm -hmm. Um, like there's a local seminary that we're often placing students for, for three to six months, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a whole different ball game now. We're doing, you know, reaching out to companies in the area mm -hmm. and just trying to identify like who's coming here for you know, what's going on, what kind yeah. of contracts are there, right? And we've had a lot of contractors stay with us, mm -hmm. and I'm also a contractor, um, you know, a separate company. But um, um, so I kind of get that, and uh, yeah, it's it's finding those opportunities and and doing the direct um, marketing. And there's more people talking about direct booking uh especially in the states right canada where mm -hmm. so like for me like i have like staff that's actually like calling and doing sales calls and booking because the, i to me, so just like you i've been on airbnb for a long time whether it's cottages or other properties short-term midterm whatnot but it is like i think we're at the verge of that not be the only thing that mm -hmm. works anymore so when how do you differentiate yourself and sometimes it, it is picking up the phone and it is calling calling the healthcare, you know, calling the businesses in the area, calling your network. Like that's the big piece. I, I think that is going to be important. I think moving forward for, for guest bookings. Um, Cause it's getting like, I don't know if it's more saturated, but some markets are getting more saturated. I find. Yeah. I mean, if you just look at the numbers, right. Hamilton, the number of listings almost doubled in a year. And like part of that is, I think, unique to Ontario because of the landlord tenant board. We hear from so many people. They're like, I'm done. I just yeah. spent 20 grand to get a tenant out. I can't do this again. So I'm going to short term rent yeah. or maybe midterm rent. So, you know, that's one factor that's unique here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's I, I lost my train of thought. No, we we're just talking about the saturation, but I do agree yeah. with you. Like, I, I think if they, if like, again, not every province is the same, but if they opened up the opportunity to be a little bit more central in terms of the rules and the regulations, I think by providing opportunities for landlords to get back into the long term without, you know, punishing us with all these, these bylaws and this and that, but providing incentives, I think it would work a lot better and we would be more excited about this versus, all right, we'll just take our money, we'll sell, we'll go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, Yep. It's it's a it's a catch twenty two. I mean, I I still love this market, but you know, the more that they try to restrict uh, and not provide options to provide incentives for these long term rents, you're going to have investors going elsewhere. I mean, that's just unfortunate. That's just what it is. We're um, yeah, doing different strategies. That, yeah, exactly. You know, like room rentals, we're seeing tons of mm -hmm. room rentals now, and not just for students, right? Mm -hmm. Just for mm -hmm. like regular folks, and um, it's not great, but. You know, what you could get a one bedroom apartment for three years ago, you're paying for a room now in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And and this is, you know, I know we, you mentioned Hamilton, but this is this is really just more all encompassing of many different municipalities, many different cities, you know, probably a few different provinces fall into that as well. Um, so tell us a bit about you, me and Airbnb, which is your book that you wrote uh, and, uh, and and, you know, maybe a couple nuggets of what investors would get from reading it. Yeah, sure. So it's, it is aimed at, um, probably newer investors. The, uh, I think experienced investors could probably benefit from just the introduction to midterm and even short-term rentals. We talk about all three of those, right? If you want to 
understand short-term or mid-term. You need to understand long-term. Then you need to understand like real estate and how many works, how the economy works. So we kind of go over all those things. So one of the nuggets we've covered, but it's cleaning. <laughs> I don't know if I can, uh, can stress that enough, but if you're getting into the short-term rental game, yeah, it's cleaning. And then I think just having a good understanding of, of how, how our economy works, how the world economy works. Like I'm more of a macro, um, interested in macroeconomics. Mm-hmm. You can tell from the writing of this book, there was a lot of like bigger, <laughs> bigger view than just short-term and mid-term yeah. in the book. Yeah. And that, so that kind of informs our view on like, what are we going to do with our money? Where are we going to invest and why real estate is such a great investment, right? That's an Mm -hmm. asset class that is very close to the money printing press, if you will. So it's always going to do well. Right. And like, there's many different ways to frame that, but when I kind of zoom out and look at it, like, yeah, when money's being created, that's through loans and where do most loans go? It's the mortgages. Right. Mm-hmm. And like Canada, we're probably a little bit heavier into that than a lot of other nations, but it stands true for most of the, you know, the Western world. So, um, yeah, I don't know any nuggets in here that you, uh, <laughs> that you had. Uh, oh. Um, yeah, I, yeah, like Mark was saying, it was really targeted towards novice, um, investors um yeah because when we went, got into investing we knew nothing about mm-hmm. it really we just thought well let's buy another host yeah. um and you're still- and you share your story in here too about how you had <laughs> started cleaning it yourself yeah. and you know over time and got easily yeah. hired it out and all that stuff i think for me i just wanted to inspire the everyday person right the the mm-hmm. other young i call myself young moms out there that are at home maybe raising a family and are looking for a different way to to produce income it it started with us renting out our basement um and and you can do it and you can actually like you can buy another house i know it's really hard now um but it's not outside the realm of possibility like i used to think that growing up it was you bought your family home and you tried to pay off the mortgage as quickly as you could and that was just all there was to it and when mark suggested to me we should probably buy another house i thought he was crazy um i didn't like i said i didn't know anything about real estate investment and now i'm just like oh man i wish i bought something way earlier or mm-hmm. yeah all those missed opportunities so that for me it was just really just want to tell young people especially get out there try to get in the market i know it's not easy but even if you're buying a house renting it out and still living at your parents or buying a house in a different province or, you know, a couple of your buddies get together and you buy a house together. I think that's, those yeah. are all great ways to get into the market. So awesome. yeah, because we, we didn't come from money, right? We didn't, you know, yeah. I, I was kind of starting uh, life over a little bit when we got married. So I didn't bring anything into the marriage and um, just, just love, love. <laughs> <laughs> I brought love, love. Um, but, uh, you know, the point is, like, you know, we're not rocket scientists or, or anything like that. We're just average people. And it's possible for the average person to 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 do better than average um, in investment. And like, I've heard that so many times on your podcast as well, right? People that you have in there, they're not all, you know, um, just people who got handed money. A lot of people right. have just worked hard and grinded. Well, that's that's most people. You start from nothing and you build yeah. something because you've got the motivation, the grid, the de- de- determination, and the yeah. Action, so, yeah, we talk about that too a little bit. It's just um, 
Oh, what's the what's the term that we use now? Now it's escape. Comfort me. zone. Mindset. Yeah, just getting out of your comfort zone and um, just learning how to become resilient. Like none of this was easy. Mm-hmm. I would have rather not have rented out my basement. It would have been a lot easier not to have. I would have, you know, it'd be easier not to run a short term or mid term rental or even to get that, you know, a second mortgage on a second house. That was scary. Um, but I think learning to be okay with that, to to stretch yourself. Um, yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah, now we're we're investing in a different country, right? Very Just, cool. Uh, yeah, we didn't invent. We know other people have done it, but it's still you're taking outside, right? So that's mm-hmm. I think that's important for people to 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 know that it's possible to do. All right, awesome. And where can uh, listeners purchase your book? Uh, anywhere fine books are sold. So I mean, <laughs> Amazon is probably the uh, probably the easiest way. Just one click shopping. Um, and it's on you know online at most uh, book retailers as well. Yeah, Indigo Chapters and Barnes and Nobles in the states. All right. Amazing. Congratulations on that, too. That's a, that's an Thank awesome you. accomplishment. Um, okay, cool. The next part of the podcast is lightning round. So I'm going to ask you five questions. You're going to give me the first answer that comes to mind in like <laughs> 20 seconds or less. Are you ready? We're ready. ready. Today's lightning round has been brought to you by midtermrentalproperties.ca. It is a new way to rent, make more cash flow, take back control over our investments and our portfolios using a different creative strategy and pivoting. So if you want to find out more, go to midtermrentalproperties.ca. All right. So question number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book? So I looked around and I didn't, I'm like, I don't have any real estate investing books. Um, but uh, probably, I guess, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is, is kind of standard answer, but it's very influential, right? Okay. Awesome. Kirsten? Uh, I don't have one. <laughs> That's, you, can say, you can say yours. You you wrote <laughs> <Sure>. one. <laughs> All right, cool. Number two, uh, it doesn't have to be uh, real estate specific, but do you have a favorite podcast? I do. It's called No Such Thing as a Fish. Uh, it's about four panelists out of the UK who get together every week and just present an interesting fact and they talk about it. Cool. It's just kind of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I do a lot more podcast listening than reading uh, for real estate, but it's probably uh, Bill Faith, uh, STRonomics, and he's just like a loudmouth American um, who talks about short-term rentals, but he's got a, like a refreshing approach to the marketing side of it. All right, very cool. Question number three, what do you guys do for fun? What do we do for fun? <laughs> uh, you know what? It's It's mostly just hanging around the house, so... For me, when the kids come home on a Friday afternoon after a week of school, we have like a movie night or a games night or just hanging out together. Yeah, you, I know it sounds lame, but when you've got a young family, you, you need to manage expectations, right? So a little yeah, bit of, of traveling when we can. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Question number four. If uh, you lost all your money, all your assets tomorrow, how would you start again? Oh, man. I have a different answer than Mark. Okay, so my answer would be uh, probably what we're doing, property management and uh, and co-hosting, so remote co-hosting of uh, short-term rentals. Ooh, oh, this is tough. Uh, if I lost everything, probably would look into getting my nursing license back, maybe move to Manitoba. Oh, I yeah? I don't want to hear that. Oh, I have failed. Wow. I was expecting that answer. (laughs) I don't think about it a lot, but no, I have family there, and the cost of living is so much more affordable. So if I was really, you know needing okay. to turn over hey it's an, an honest answer yeah. all right number number five if somebody has fifty thousand dollars they want to get started how would you recommend they spend that 50 grand give it to us and uh no 
Um, so I'd, I'd say, you know, if you're in Canada, probably look at a joint venture. Uh, like either do some private lending, which can be hard with 50 grand, but uh, look at that, or a joint venture. Um, if possible, go to the States. It's what we're doing. You don't need a ton of money to uh, to get started with uh, actually buying property there. Okay, amazing. And uh, Kristen, anything else that you want to add? Uh, not not really. I think, yeah, the joint venture is probably what I would say um, to people who are trying to get into the market, maybe um, look at something like that. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for playing the lightning round. Mark Kirsten, where can my listeners reach out and find out more? They can find us at joyhill.ca or at markandkirsten.ca. Okay. Joyhill.ca is our property management company and markandkirsten.ca is just us and our book. Yeah. Property management for which areas? For Hamilton mostly, um, Caledonia, Burlington, that kind of area. Greater Hamilton area. Yeah. All right, perfect. So, now, do you do you manage long term, short term, or mid term for those? We do all three. Okay, yeah. cool. All three, but our favorite is short term. Of course, this awesome. Well, thanks so much for. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say we'll have a, uh, a podcast actually coming out as well. It was myself and another fellow, Brent uh, from GoodStewards.ca, uh, and it's it's going to be about real estate investing from a faith based perspective. So a little bit different than uh, than maybe what's out there and. We don't even have a name yet, um, okay, awesome. but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll update the websites. Very cool. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, both of you, for being on the show and uh, providing so much insight. And I uh, really appreciate also you dropping off this book for me. <laughs> thanks for having <laughs> yeah, us. Thank you so much, Sarah. We appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.